You're listening to Once, episode 96, Lacey, full discussion. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. We're so happy to have you listening with us. If we mention any screenshots, links, feedback, show notes for this episode, that will all be at oncepodcast.com slash 96. Now, we've had this opportunity to rewatch the episode, Lacey, which we'll be talking about today. It's the 19th episode in season two, and we have three episodes left Mm -hmm. or as abc says two episodes until the finale oh gosh (laughs) it's a it's a math thing why don't they just say it my way the episode begins in 17 hours 20 (laughs) i mean no 17 days 23 hours 25 minutes and two seconds you got my hopes up there but it could be 17 (laughs) hours for someone listening to this podcast or it might have already passed depending on when people are listening to this episode of the podcast our podcast time travel that yeah across worlds it's magic mm-hmm. well let's get into talking about this episode Lacey. we um by the way big thanks to rumple's girl for filling in on sunday night and podcasting with me and uh, this will be then our full discussion including everybody's well as much feedback as we can incorporate this episode was written by kitsis and horowitz and i thought it was a good episode not quite like an epic episode like some of the others that we've seen like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this just happened kind of thing. But I thought it was a good episode. It's definitely connecting dots and pointing us again toward the direction of the finale, whatever direction that is. It's nice to see <sighs> how Belle's relationship with Rumpelstiltskin sort of evolved. Mm-hmm. And timeline-wise with this episode, what we're seeing in Enchanted Forest happens squeezed inside of the events of Skin Deep. Because Skin Deep took place over a few months or several months from when Belle went to Rumpelstiltskin's castle and when she left there. And this is then squeezed in near the beginning of that time. But one odd discrepancy in this... All of it? Yeah, I think all of it. Um, And I'll point out two things, though, that, well, one is a discrepancy in this idea, and the other is confirmation of this idea. Uh, The discrepancy is, as Alyssa D. pointed out, the curtains inside of Rumpel's Hall Mm -hmm. are down, or they're open. And that happened in Skin Deep, when Belle and Rumpel were already on better terms. Oh, they were already down when Robin Hood was in the room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jeremy named one about Belle's dress. Well, yeah, we only saw the gold dress, which most of the time in Skin Deep, she was wearing the blue one. Yeah, I think, didn't we first see her in the yellow, in the gold dress? Mm-hmm. Maybe he hasn't given her we did. the blue one yet. Maybe she hasn't made the blue one yet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's certainly possible. But too. she did make the thing out of the drapes. Yeah, the hood, <laughs> the awful, hideous hood. <laughs> And, well, a confirmation, though, on this timeline issue in here is I looked at the scenes of the hall, uh, Rumpelstiltskin's hall there in Skin Deep very, very closely. And I found the bow and arrow. It's in Skin Deep. There's a bow and there's an arrow. 
It's very faint, very blurry, but it is definitely an arrow. And there's a bow sitting up right well, next yeah, to it. Well, yeah, he he gave that to Snow when she wanted to kill yeah, off the queen. But it's in Skin Deep. It is in the episode Skin Deep. So that happened after this. So most of Skin Deep happens after this because right. that bow is in there. Right. But the so you're just happy that they stayed consistent, except for the curtains thing. I think they oh. might have messed that one up a little bit yeah that's a little irritating or or we could be wrong on connecting these things the curtain tearing down could have happened in the middle of this yeah but why would she be crying in the well in her room we'll call it (laughs) it it was more like a it it was a dungeon (laughs) wasn't it (laughs) yeah Yeah, so this uh, then is about three and a half, four years or so before the curse takes place. So just keep that in mind with everything else that you're probably thinking of when things happened. There's a lot of time between this and uh, other episodes, like Heart of Darkness, when Rumpelstiltskin gave Snow the bow and the arrow. And he said an arrow shot from this will never miss its target. And uh, He said that way too many times. (laughs) Well, maybe just two. Just wanted to drive it home. (laughs) <laughs> like an arrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> now the first detail though that i want to evaluate well we've already been evaluating details another one the wand that robin hood comes and steals is the wand that cinderella's fairy godmother was using hmm. and that rumpelstiltskin took from her yeah, it was okay. on that stand before, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When we when we saw that episode, he put the wand on the stand, or, or am I just imagining that? Um, no, we never saw him put that wand oh. anywhere okay. in his castle. But in this episode, the the wand is on a stand. Mm-hmm. And this happens probably three to four years before, uh, or yeah, about three years before Cinderella. But also remember that he didn't keep the wand. Robin Hood ran away with it because well, yeah. he healed Marion and then took the wand away. So you think Cinderella wasn't after this? Or no, you I, think I, it was after it? Yes. I think Cinderella was think after this. That? Because of Cinderella's timeline matches up with Snow and Charming getting married. Because Snow and Charming were married when they went to Cinderella's wedding. But nothing in this episode indicates that Snow and Prince Charming couldn't have gotten married before it timing of this this happened about three and a half years before the curse and i get that time from the markings in bell's cell when she was captured right after the chronologically after the events in skin deep she had all of those markings we saw them if she made those (laughs) yeah i know that's a big if but i think it's reasonable uh, to assume that and those we saw those in the episode the queen of hearts when hook came in to find out from bell about the um uh, the, the, the dagger our chat room is confused yeah. so like this is, myself <laughs> so my idea on this is that rumpel has had this wand for a while robin hood stole it took it healed made marion with it and then took the wand with him and the wand somehow ends up back in the hands of a fairy cinderella's fairy godmother and therefore that's why rumpel wanted specifically the whereabouts of that fairy to get the wand back Hmm. and maybe that also explains why he called the wand pure evil when he was talking to cinderella in the episode the price of magic why would that be why he called it that the cost of gold that's the name of it 
it always struck me odd because he asked her, do I think you know what just, this is? I, was just, I thought that he was doing that. <laughs> like he was just telling a lie just to make her not want it. He doesn't seem to lie much, though. He He's deceitful. He's manipulative. Yeah. He manipulates with partial truths. Well, he, he doesn't like fairies. So yeah. if a fairy touched it, he, he would call it evil. <laughs> <laughs> Anything so, a fairy touches becomes so evil I think, to him. I think this happens years before Cinderella. And when he got the wand, he was getting it back from Cinderella's fairy godmother. Maybe. So maybe the wand itself is evil. And that's or, why he favors that one so much. Or it's the same as the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This They could have used a different wand because after all, in Storybrooke, we've seen several different wands that Rumpel, yeah, that Mr. Gold or Rumpelstiltskin has in his shop. Well, that was the dream. Well, even besides that, we've seen several different wands. Like when he used the wand to extract the diamonds from the mine uh. so that they could seal up the um, the well. He had a couple other wands in this box that he put the wand, hmm. Cinderella fairy godmother's wand, wand in there. So he's favoring this wand for some reason. Are we going to talk about Storybrook now? No, not yet. <laughs> Just a little reference there. So... Starting with Enchanted Forest, let's go through this a little bit chronologically as we saw it in the episode. Um, I'm really happy that they showed her crying because she would just be crazy not to be homesick. Yeah. So I liked that realistic <laughs> love, little bit. I love that whole scene. It's not for you to sleep. <laughs> it's the muffle is screaming. <laughs> and he's spinning. Yeah. He's spinning well, even in, even then. He spins to forget. Yeah, I wonder what he was trying to forget. <laughs> was prob- she was probably That's what getting she in the way. <laughs> in skin deep. Yeah. Is, well, I guess it asked. worked. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense, too, chronologically looking at, at this again, that she knows he's spinning all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not until the episode, the events in Skin Deep when she asks, why do you keep spinning? And that was also when she was tearing down the curtains. Oh, yeah. He, uh... In this episode, he said that he does his best thinking when he's spinning. Mm-hmm. So, is it, is he thinking about forgetting or is he thinking about something else? <laughs> or is he forgetting to think? <laughs> it's both, probably. Oh. It's a guy thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> so, then there's the robbery mm-hmm. in progress. And he says... I didn't see any broken windows. I know. He says, if you don't know how to use that wand, it can do nasty things to you. They make all these references to people not knowing how to use magic and that it can have consequences, but so far we never really see that. Well, it did look like Robin was about to use the wand against Rumpelstiltskin because he was kind of holding it out. And when Rumpel said that, then he put it in his yeah. pouch and he said, well, okay, <laughs> then I'll his, use what I know. He put it in his quiver with yeah, all yeah, of his arrows. Quiver. That was funny. <laughs> I, I was thinking I'd make an awesome weapon to tie that to the end of an arrow. Shoot that thing. Mm. Okay. I wonder who enchanted the bow in the first place. Oh, yeah. That's a good Since question. I guess I always assumed that Rumble did it mm-hmm. because he gave it to Snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he got it from someone else. He got it from Robin. Yeah. He gets a lot of things from other people, uh, like all his power and all his things that he loves so much. <laughs> 
my things. <laughs> I could, I could see that maybe <laughs> the great blue, line. <laughs> I could see that maybe the blue fairy was involved in enchanting the wand. Like maybe Robin Hood the wand or the bow. I mean the bow. Sorry. Um, that maybe Robin Hood was a starving hunter in the woods, and Blue Fairy said, "Here, I'll this enchant this." This will always bring you food. <laughs> also, your enemies. All food. That's <laughs> the price. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say now at restaurants. Maybe she saw that his intentions were were pure and, and would always be pure. He's Robin Hood. He Mm-mm. takes from the rich and gives to the poor. I mean, Daly gets pure-hearted when it's not like that, right? You read too much. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that moment when he's just like, bah, and there's puff of smoke where her book used to be. <laughs> it's like he had a little tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> a little magic tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder what book she was reading and if she misses it. Robin Hood. So at first <laughs> the first time I watched this and I heard the screaming and then saw the blood on his apron. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, well, there goes Robin Hood. Yeah. I'm not gonna see him ever again. That was a lot of blood for just a bloody lip and bloody ears. Yeah. Not that we should have thought that nose. it was Robin Hood at oh. the beginning, if not for certain sp- Spoilers in the world. Yeah. I wasn't spoiled. I was. Even that if you turn great. everything off, Facebook ads. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's getting bad yeah. now. But anyway, there was not enough damage done to him to warrant even the blood on the one apron, let alone the implication that there were multiple bloodied and washed aprons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it, it could be that I mean, when you beat someone up not that i know this from personal experience but blood can splatter <laughs> little bits of blood can splatter yeah but there was a lot on that there was one. a lot on that yeah but but <laughs> that's robin hood blood <laughs> <laughs> and that's different from everybody else's blood i, I don't know where i was going with that that kind I don't of either i lost my thought there <laughs> when uh bell released um robin hood from the prison mm-hmm. and she she re- reiterated that she's sticking by her deal that she made mm-hmm. because she knows the consequences of her breaking the deal she knows she would have freedom but her family wouldn't and i remember back in the episode where we saw bell help defeat the yagwai i was struck a little bit by thinking what wait we've never seen adventurous bell like this before but in my partial rewatch of some of Skin Deep, mm-hmm. she said to Rumpelstiltskin, she wanted to be a brave hero. She um, thought that helping to, like giving herself up in order to protect her family right. was a brave thing to do and that bravery would follow from that. Yeah, I so, thought it was a pretty, back when we saw that, I thought it was in character. Yeah, okay. I, I thought it kind of wasn't, but now... Connecting those dots and looking back even more, I see it more. Interesting. Well, yeah, Belle in Disney's animated version is pretty brave. Mm -hmm. She's pretty stubborn, pretty brave. Pretty animated. I think it's, (laughs) (laughs) I think it fits. I think bravery fits here. Rumpel said people who steal magic never have good intentions. Yeah. Which. Go ahead. Turned out not to be true. He was not correct in saying that. Do you think Rumpelstiltskin? Do you think this was an episode that uh, Rumpelstiltskin was still kind of new at being the Dark One? 
because not new, his but reputation wasn't completely built up yet. At least the skinning <laughs> part of his reputation. This is about two hundred years, no. two hundred fifty years. Nobody after. knows that. Well, they will when they find the body. <laughs> Probably not many people had the guts to try and rob from Rumpelstiltskin. Sorry, you said guts, and he said skinning. And it just made a bad picture in my mind. I thought you were going to make a pun, and you didn't. So thank you for that. In our initial reactions, Rumpel's girl and I talked about maybe this could be a hint or a slight nod about Tamara because she's maybe wanting to steal magic. That's what I'm thinking is she's wanting to steal magic. Wait, wait, what did you say? Tamara, that this what Rumpelstiltskin is saying is also a slight nod or a hint to us about Tamara. And if she's stealing magic, maybe she... Isn't oh. as ill-intentioned as we think. That can also she's be She's no Robin Hood. Well. <laughs> she's no. not. Where's her maid, Marion? There was a... Sur- <laughs> is it Greg? <laughs> Greg is, is her Greg? maid, Marion. Just like Emma is Red's lemur. Yes. <laughs> or perhaps not like that at all. There, <laughs> there was a... Lemur meaning adventure. Right. Not not wild pet. Yeah. There was a theory in the initial reaction that you guys brought up. Uh, I think it was Rumple's girl's idea mm-hmm. that perhaps Tamara is the daughter of Robin Hood and Marion, hmm. which could be hmm. possibly somehow. Don't really know if the timing works out, but it may. I was surprised that she, that uh, made Marion's skin was so dark. Because you couldn't tell whether she was dark or light when she was that green mm. color. <laughs> well, she she got darker when he healed her, but it was a, was a little, of course, it was a lighter kind of dark, not as dark as Tamara is. But with genetics, it is entirely possible with genetics for a white and black, uh, like a mixed um, color tone couple to have. Or I'm sorry. It's you can entirely say black possible. and white. Well, I realized I mixed it up. It is entirely <laughs> genetically possible for a black and black couple to have a white child or a white and white couple to have a black child. Genetically, it's entirely possible. It doesn't happen often, but it is possible. So Tamara's being darker black than um, Maid Marian and, of course, darker than um, Robin Hood. It could genetically yeah, still they, be possible. But they live in the enchanted forest. Yeah. Casting issues, but you know. <laughs> how, how would that whole story play out? Well, I really think that Tamara isn't related to anyone in enchanted forest. Anyone either. at all. But, she's, she's entirely human, well, as she says. I would say that's how I would feel, apart from the fact that we've got three episodes to reveal her entire motive and if it's not somehow tied to the Enchanted Forest, I think that's going to be potentially difficult to do. The Tamara theory I had and liked is completely dashed now. Oh? I wanted her to be Tiger Lily. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah that, that's <laughs> I liked that idea that he brought Tiger Lily back with him. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, her intentions, at least as we know it, seem to be not good at all. But that's tying it back into, and we'll talk more about some ideas of what might be going on with the package and everything when we talk about Storybrooke. But uh, see, here's another thing, though, which I can't remember how much you guys talked about it before, but if she's stealing magic, which we don't know yet, Robin Hood stole. 
Mm-hmm. He would seem to be a villain in the story. He was not. She seems to be a villain right now. Maybe she's not. There could be some parallels yeah, there. I know. That, that's the hard thing. But Can I, we make a coffee deal about this? She's <laughs> no. working with a pirate. <laughs> she is working with she's, a pirate. She's using well, a pirate. She's, she's a, a bad girl. She's using a pirate who, I must ask, probably had to use the bathroom at some point while he's been locked in a trailer poor guy and the closet he's been locked in all kinds he's of been locked places in all recently. kinds of places so unless neverland has this residual effect where you never have to go to the bathroom yeah i think there's maybe, maybe a little bit makes of a problem magic <laughs> so speaking of lock, being locked up bringing this back to enchanted forest <laughs> great discussion by the way but, <laughs> um robin hood was locked up and then he was let out and so then rumple goes chasing him with bell oh, right did you notice there was no one driving the carriage? There, That's there not was. true. Somebody, but I was confused because somebody got on. They showed it. He, like, mm. he pulled up. Somebody got on the horse as Robin Hood was approaching it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I meant Rumpelstiltskin's carriage. Oh, no, I didn't notice Oh, that. yeah, he was driving the magic. Don't you remember? Yeah. That may- yeah, he, he stopped he like, it. He stopped held up it his like hand. That. Stop it. But you do, ex- you do specifically see when the first time we see the carriage, there's nobody... On the like, driver's seat. I didn't on even the top. notice. <laughs> and I just thought, I wondered at first who would drive Rumpelstiltskin around. Right. And then that explains it. Rumpelstiltskin's magic would. He doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, the sheriff of Nottingham is such a louse. <laughs> he's just a louse. Well, he lost his girl. He's now the laughing stock. He lost his tongue. <laughs> Uh, you should be more careful about your things. <laughs> he was waving it around. It was flopping. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So we we heard that then there is something. Well, the regular backstory to Robin Hood that we're kind of familiar with. It's kind of implied here. I don't know if we'll ever get to see that, but it was implied here that it had already happened. Yeah. Yeah, so this because is later on. Robin Hood already got the girl, mm-hmm. and she was pregnant. Do you think that was Robin Hood's baby she was carrying? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, one would. And how hope. did she get sick? She looked pretty sick. That I was like know. magic sickness. I do wonder if there's more story to that because something well, I else. would hope so. I Are mean, there? it's Robin Hood, and it was like he there was no kind magical. of a cameo. Yeah, there are no magical beings in Robin Hood, though, unless you count talking animals in that one version. There's no Rumpelstiltskin in Robin Hood either. <laughs> That's true. There's no Rumpelstiltskin in Beauty and the Beast. There's no Rumpelstiltskin in Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no Cinderella in Once Upon a Time, but that's another story. Okay, it was. <laughs> I know. I, I also wonder if there's more to his past because of the way the the people that were pulling the cart with Meg Marion on it reacted because robin was standing in the woods hiding and then the cart comes with maid marion on it and the guys immediately they they detach from the cart and they ride off with their horses (laughs) oh oh literally maybe that's maybe those people were the merry men yeah or or some kind of spies maybe well that's what the merry men are they're spies okay robin hood's band of merry men we got an email in from Clesidor from Bavaria. Love your creams, by the way. After watching <laughs> in donuts, after watching Ew. this episode, I became very curious about Robin Hood's past. We haven't really seen much about it. We don't know why his wife is sick or how he got his magical bow. 
I'm also wondering how he knew that Rumpelstiltskin has a magical wand which can heal his wife inside his castle and how to use it. Did someone tell him about it? I'm thinking maybe a fairy. Hmm. Because, yeah, how uh, maybe Rumpel stole the wand from a fairy. Robin Hood stole it back. Then Rumpel again later kills the fairy godmother and steals the wand again. And it's like the wand has a backstory. Hmm. It would be much simpler if he stole it from the fairy godmother once and then lost it. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. But I don't know. When Belle said, You're not the kind of man to leave a child fatherless, I think that really stunned with him because, yes, he was already seeming a little hesitant when he saw that Marion was pregnant. But when he heard that, he realized that he's guilty of that, that he left a child fatherless because of his actions. Mm-hmm. That's true. And going back then to the castle, it was very Beauty and the Beast-like for him to take Belle to the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And did you notice there was a bed in there? So it was her room now. She, was it? Yeah, there was a bed in there. So he gave her the library to just to, to um, live in. I I didn't. How would you see like to live in? Bed. It was a bed. I thought it was, it was more like a one of those <laughs> reclining sort of half couch. It had things. covers on it. Okay. It had blankets huh. and pillows. Because it was a bed. and a sleeping person. <laughs> no, because in Skin Deep, she still had her dungeon. When even when she left, when Rumpelstiltskin let her go, I thought it was she a bed. Was locked into her dungeon. Well, maybe, maybe a big we can book. grab a screenshot yeah. or something. It's. I think it was the, the library was the least he could do after he stuck her in the ground. <laughs> yeah, I did. Whoosh! He stuck her in the ground. What sound did that make? She's a very irrelevant. forgiving person. Sorry. <laughs> 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 it's irrelevant. What sound that made? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not as irrelevant as I guess they were out of their special effect budget. <laughs> like, we'll just sort of do this with a jump cut. Twice. It was effective I, enough. I wonder if at that point Rumple had foreseen the future to know that he would need the belt, the the bow, because he said it may come in handy someday. Oh, I don't know. I think he's just maybe gotten he used to that yet finding out what he needs to get through hundreds of years of this existence. Either that or just, no, I got nothing. Never mind. By the way, that bow <laughs> is the bow that mm-hmm. um, Mary Margaret used so. in the last episode, oh. Selfless, Brave, and True, when she was shooting arrows in the woods and accidentally hit August. You... It's the exact same bow. How do you know that? Uh, screenshots, which we'll have in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 96. <laughs> well, you know, there is a props budget. Well, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin gave her that bow in the episode Heart of Darkness to kill the evil queen, which sure. she didn't go through with. But we never see what happened to the bow. True. She was using a bow and arrow when they went to present day fairy tale land. But we don't. Yeah, that was that was her bow, which she then brought back into Storybrooke. You're sure it wasn't one that looked kind of like it? I'm I'm pretty sure. I'd have to go back and see what time she got it when they went to Fairytale Land. I don't know where she got that. I don't even remember. 
Yeah. I thought it was really cute, all the excuses he was making for why he didn't <laughs> actually go through with killing Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And and the surprise look when she hugged him. Yeah. Because I think this is that first moment of something between them, which we see then develop a little, uh, a lot more in Skin Deep with like her falling into his arms when she was trying to take the curtain down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to give a big thanks to David Newland and Dina81 for sponsoring this episode of Once Podcast. We really appreciate your support. Without your support, we would really not be able to do the podcast because the server costs a lot to run. We've got uh, all of the software expenses and domains and hosting expenses and all of that. So we really appreciate the support. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much, David and Dina. And both of them are subscribers. So that means they've signed up to do more than just a one-time donation, but they've signed up to automatically donate to One's Podcast on a monthly basis, and some people sign up for a weekly basis. You can sponsor several episodes or just one episode. If you'd like to sponsor an episode and be like co-producers with us of One's Podcast, then please go to onespodcast.com slash sponsor, or if you're on pretty much any page of oncepodcast.com, except for in the forums, you'll see a little form on the right side that you can fill out to sign up to be a one-time sponsor or a regular subscriber sponsor, and we'd really appreciate that. So thank you so much, David and Dina. We really appreciate it. Let's talk about Storybrooke. I, when I first saw it, I was thinking, wow, the family's all tight now and Mr. Gold seems to be all grandfatherly to Henry. This does not seem like what he would be doing. All I thought was, he was 10 last year. He's 11 this year. How is he already 12? <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I don't remember his birthday up. being made a thing before. So, I also thought it was strange that he would pick a magic wand. I didn't think it was strange. As his, Well, he hates magic. Oh. And yet, in some way, he's a little bit intrigued by he it is, when remember? using it for good. Do you remember Maybe. when um, when Regina was brewing the, the sleeping curse? Mm-hmm. And he was intrigued mm. and interested in it? And, True. and he even was okay with it because Regina was using it for good. Yeah, True. he was okay with it. But then again, he wanted to destroy magic not too long ago. That's right. true. He's just a kid. Like he's like, I hate it. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> At first, kids do that. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> At first, I thought maybe he wanted to use it somehow, eventually, to destroy magic itself. Then I figured out pretty quickly that none of it mattered anyway, because he was porcelain. <laughs> yeah, it was. Was he China, porcelain, powder, ceramic? I don't know. But. I don't know, but he was in pieces. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> By the way, a great observation from Phoenix815 in our chat room said that she counted the candles on the cake and there were 11 candles. Oh, okay. Hmm. So thank you so much for that, Phoenix815. Wow. By the way, we do our podcast live on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights at oncepodcast.com slash live. 9.15 p.m. on Sundays and 8.30 p.m. on Wednesdays, and that's an Eastern Daylight Time GMT minus four. Holy Check cow. 43 people in the chat room. Yeah. It's hey, everybody. Awesome. We are so thankful to everyone who's joining us for the live show and also those who are watching and aren't in the chat room. Yeah. But the wand that Henry chose 
was actually the same one that we've seen and we've been talking about. It really? was Cinderella's fairy godmother's wand, at least in the dream. And there were a bunch of wands, though. And I'll there have were. a screenshot of this in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 96. And uh, the the porcelain thing. That was creepy. Yeah. I wonder if any of this dream is in any way like relevant to what may happen or relevant to I don't know. I wonder well, if any any part of the stream is relevant or at least help define for us what Rumpel's idea of undoing is. Yeah. Mm. He yeah. used it in the exact same way. He turned it around on Henry. He clearly thinks that means dead. Whether it does in the long run, we don't know, but he thinks so. We still don't know if I mean, it, it seems pretty clear that Henry is the prophesied kid, mm-hmm. but or we don't know. So. It's not, and it's not made clear yet. Yeah i I think that's the direction it is going. Uh, there could be. I mean, we've talked about it. Could be August, and uh, could be Greg. Yeah, but. Henry is the one that's still a boy, and that's the one that I think really ties into everything much better because he led them yeah, and, to Neil. And I could see there being more to Henry than meets the eye than anyone else. Did like, he? Did he lead them to Neil? Kind of. Yeah, because of Henry, that's how Emma and Neil were able to get together so easily. Hmm. And I'll have to ponder that some more. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, moving on from there, Regina just discovered that she or that uh, the, the whole family relationship, the messed up yeah. family relationship, kind of felt bad for her in a way. Yeah. I don't think she wants to be related to Rumpelstiltskin. Well, well even <laughs> just finding out that way. Like, yeah. Oh, that. Uh. Mm-hmm. And here's what uh, was said. You're Henry's grandfather? I guess that makes us family. He's got my eyes, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a weird relationship with Henry. One minute he's like, you did this! And then he's saying stuff like, I'm his grandpa, and, <laughs> and he's got my eyes. Yeah, and the way <laughs> that so he wakes up from his wishy-washy. dream almost seemed like it was a bad dream, like something he's thinking, I don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. And then the way he's then interacting with Regina and some of the things that he's saying, it sounds like he's trying to figure out a way that he won't have to harm Henry. But that was before Lacey. Yeah. Yeah. So he could have been, you know, trying to be good for Belle. <gasps> Lacey's going to volunteer to skin Henry for his pelt. <laughs> She's going to be his undoing. <laughs> Well, we also got, again, another confirmation or, well, further clarification about how Mr. Gold got Henry when Mr. Gold said this. When I adopted him, it was you who procured him for me. You expect me to believe that that was a coincidence? No, not coincidence. Fate. Apparently, fate has a sense of humor. I really want to hear. I want to, I want to witness that part of the story. I want to witness how this procuring happened. <laughs> Me too. Especially since they keep being very careful to use that Pro-cure. word. Procure. And I, when I saw this, I thought back to that idea of August. And I could still see August 
being a part of bringing Henry to Storybrooke. Could be. But if that was so, then Gold probably would have recognized August when August came to town and was pretending to be Bellfire. What if... Ooh, I just had this thought. That's why I said, what if so loud? <laughs> <laughs> what if Rumpelstiltskin has absolutely nothing to do with Pinocchio's story? I, I could see that. Because it's... It's dripping with fairy dust. Oh, well, what I'm saying is... <laughs> I if, mean, there are fairies all in that story. <laughs> if August was the one who brought Henry, then uh, Mr. Gold would have recognized August. Despite, I mean, regardless of anything in the background, Rumpelstiltskin knows who August is and knows the line and stuff because he hinted to that in the episode The Stranger. You're saying August... Seems to know everything about Rumpelstiltskin and Balefire? No, the the other way around. Rumpelstiltskin knows that August is Pinocchio, and he knows Pinocchio's story. He knows Pinocchio's history. Because he said that in the episode The Stranger in season one. He said, mm-hmm. knowing who you are, when August asked for Mr. Gold to trust him, oh, yeah. he said, knowing who you are, that's a big ask. Well, oh, oh, but- he never would have thought August was his son if, he, if they had met. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it's still possible that August could have had some kind of behind the scenes. Indirectly. Thing. Yeah. Like pushing yeah, I sort can, of in a certain direction. I there. can see that. I want to see that. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I just want to see or it. Or helping fate along in some way. But I really got the impression from this that Regina wants the dark Rumpelstiltskin back. Yeah. She yeah, which I don't too. understand. She wants a scapegoat. She wants someone else to be the bad bad person or in she, the town she wants some she wants everybody to hate somebody else she wants him to not be protecting snow and her whole family oh she's out to get his happy ending because that's hmm. what she does she's a happy ending sucker and <laughs> remember back at the end of the episode skin deep when she came to visit him in his castle mm-hmm. they had that brief little rivalry and he said you're never going to be as powerful as me Mm. So they have some kind of rivalry uh, because of the teacher-apprentice sort of thing. And she wants them both. Mm-hmm. She wants power and love. Yes. So maybe the she's... Yeah, she wants to climb on top. She wants to be at the top. Mm-hmm. And and do that at the cost of everyone else. Yeah. Except including, her own love. Including Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. They have some kind of rivalry going on. Yeah. Very similar, I think, to what we saw between Cora and Rumpelstiltskin. Not so romantic, but not definite. so weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definite <laughs> rivalry there. Yeah. But I, I thought from this that Mister Gold does want to make things right. He does want to do the right thing. He's just really struggling with it. Regina's motivation was to get Henry back. Mister Gold's motivation seems to be to keep his family together. He wants all of his family together. He wants Bell back. He wants Bellfire back. He even seems to now have some feelings a little bit for Henry. Unless he's standing out like a creeper watching Henry. (laughs) How am I going to kill this kid? Yeah, I don't think so. But he seems to think that he needs Bell in order to be good. Because she brings out the best. Yeah, because he's lost Bay. Right. But that is so dependent. Like, he can't depend on somebody else to make him good. Well, he's the dark one. He's battling with dark magic and dark thoughts and the darkest of darks. 
true. Inside himself. They've shown that Regina was trying to be good for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. because she wanted something and that that does not work. Whether he's trying to be good because he wants something or if he's just going about it the wrong way, I think we're, we're obviously we're seeing that that doesn't necessarily work. Do you remember back in the episode, The Return, in the Enchanted uh, Forest side of it, when Bellfire was talking to Blue Fairy, she said, you're the, he, she said something like, you're the last bit of hope in mm-hmm. his life. Last, yeah, the last or bit of light. light. Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, and, even, and then later in the finale of season one, Rumpelstiltskin called Belle a flicker of light amidst a notion of darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think these people in his life can help balance him. Because he's so dark. Yeah, he's not, the dark one. Yeah, he can't depend on them for change. <laughs> he has to change. But they do help balance him and motivate him yeah. to change. Maybe he's like a yin-yang. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be very positive. <laughs> but, I was... I, I liked... Um, Belle's kind of memoryless limbo mm-hmm. stage when she went over the town line was unlike Sneezy's. Right. So it makes me wonder, what was she before the curse was broken? Well, she, was, she wasn't in a coma right. like David Nolan. Mm-hmm. And he was in a memoryless limbo. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had to remember. With an object, but ugly windmill that he didn't like. And she had to remember with the matchbook. What? But she never had that. She was in the insane asylum. Was she just in right. her memoryless lim- limbo? Yeah. Limbo. limbo. I, it's possible cell? that in the insane asylum or in the hospital's basement, it's possible that she was Lacey in there. But we never got to see no, her didn't. personality. We barely saw her personality because... She came, found Mr. Gold, he took her to the well, the curse was broken. So she was whoever she was or whatever she was. She was that for 15 minutes. Yeah, but she wasn't asking for a drink. Yeah. And she wasn't asking to hustle him. Yeah, she was. She came out of prison quite dazed. Yeah, she was dazed. So I'm thinking she was in that same memoryless limbo. But here's another pattern to consider. I'm I'm really glad you brought up Sneezy. Uh, because Sneezy crossed the line. Mm-hmm. That's that's all he did. He just crossed the line. And he was in the bar. Yeah, he lost his fairy tale memories yeah. and he became the storybook character. But David was deeply wounded or almost fatally wounded when the curse hit. Yeah. And so when he comes to Storybrooke, he's in this mental limbo. And when he wakes up, he's in this mental limbo, not really knowing where he is, who he is. Belle crossed the line or in a sense was hit by the curse when she was injured fatally oh. essentially fatally injured so i'm wondering if this good thought if that could be the pattern that if someone is injured right before yeah like terribly injured right before they're hit with the curse if that puts them in a kind of mental limbo Mm, maybe. That's a good thought. I hadn't considered that. Because we haven't seen anyone else cross the town line and forget, and we haven't seen anyone else injured and cursed like that. How long has she been in that hospital? The full length of the curse. No. Oh, this oh, time. I'm sorry. Since, <laughs> since she got shot. It, I, they keep showing her in the hospital, and I keep saying, yeah. how long are they going to keep her there? Um, 
I'm thinking it's really well. The beans have been growing, so it could be almost a month or more. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, that me. that could be a slight oversight. I mean, longer, longer than Greg. He's been out even, and she's just sitting there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because she's got amnesia, maybe they're they're trying to treat her. And they've had to tranquilize her, but still sitting Mm. on the hospital bed, like like she doesn't move. It makes yeah, it's a little weird. But she's she's healed, and she even brought that up when she was talking to Mister Gold. True, but. Belle confirmed, even in her mental limbo state, she confirmed her kind of magical power. And the writers had hinted to this many times before, and we'd pretty much seen it, but she didn't put it in words like this, that she said that she has a sense about people, that she can basically see the good in people. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. even Rebel Stilskin said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. In a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, the Miller's Daughter is when he said that. Yeah, he was trying to... Wasn't was, wasn't he saying that to her mm-hmm. when yeah, he was when trying to remind her of who... The phone call. She, oh. Yeah, when he made that phone call. And Bell... I, I like how Bell was connecting that. Limbo Bell, that is. Was connecting that and realizing, yes, we we must have had some kind of relationship before. I just don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll come back to Belle in a moment, but then the scene, the episode takes us to see Greg and Tamara. You know, I'm suspicious map. of her. Tamara? Yeah. Do you think she knows something about Kurt and isn't oh. telling Greg? Hmm. I hadn't thought about I'm that. I'm not sure how she would, but I guess she could. Hmm. Maybe Is she's she... lying to him as well, I, I was using him as a to... pawn. Yeah, I was trying to read her actions and emotions very carefully trying to figure out is she really being genuine and then also kind of mentally comparing that to how she is with neil and i can't really see a difference between how she is with neil and how she is with greg here's a thought she has gotten this far with greg because maybe regina was telling the truth that kurt left and tamara has kurt and she's been using she's been using greg Hmm. To get to very uh, to get to um, Storybrooke, and oh, she didn't cool. give him back, and she's made him think that she's going to help him hmm. find Kurt. That's a good theory. That's, I just came up with that in my very own head, <laughs> so, as opposed to someone else's head. <laughs> Why did he make a map of magic? Well, do you think that's what those pins represent? Well, she said that's everywhere you've seen it. Oh well, yeah, and he said something about magic, didn't yeah, he? He said this town's lousy with magic. Lousy with magic? Yeah. How can you say so that? So maybe she felt like he wasn't seeing it enough. Or maybe... Yeah, I don't you know. know. I, two two ideas here. Um, one idea is maybe he meant lousy, and it is definitely lousy. I looked at the subtitles, watched it with the subtitles, and he said, oh. this town's lousy with magic. <laughs> and two different ideas I have with this. One is when he's saying lousy, he could mean that they don't hide it at all that that's what he meant that there these are all these places where he's just seen it quite openly and the people here are just lousy with it or well actually okay i have three interpretations Mm -hmm. um one is that they're lousy at 
protecting it or keeping it a secret. Second interpretation, lousy as in they don't know how to really use it, truly use it. So right. maybe Greg has seen people who have used it much better when he knows how to use it or something like that. So he's saying they're just, they're no good with it. The third interpretation is that when he's saying this town's lousy with magic, maybe he's trying to discourage Tamara from pursuing magic because maybe he's kind of lying to her saying, eh, this town doesn't really have that much magic after all. Hmm. But I'm going with the second option that I think he's seen that this is the theory I'm going to hold is that I think he's seen that the people in Storybrooke don't really use magic to its full advantage. Hmm. So that those are my interpretations of what he meant by that. Maybe. In our chat room, Aliascape also pointed us to the dictionary.com definition of lousy, which actually says that the slain version of it is provided with an excessive amount of. So when Greg said lousy with magic, he could have also been saying completely the opposite and saying that Storybrooke is excessively abundant with magic. Perhaps they've been other places where magic has been used better. Mm. I mean, she found the dragon. So that kind of leads me to believe that there are other magical beings roaming the earth. Hmm. Very true. Which is messy. By the way, the map... It's really messy. I remember I I said I didn't want that to happen. I don't want magical (laughs) beings roaming the earth. It just seems messy. So what are you going to do? Get an enchanted taser and go take away their magic? Is that what you're going to do? They need to stay. Okay. In Storybrooke, all of the magical beings need to be in one area. <laughs> now, Why were they referring to the package? They were alone. Do they really think they were being overheard? Maybe. After all, they are in Granny's. Was it the cameras in the room? And Granny can hear. Hey, they have an operation. I wonder what their operation is called. Then again, they weren't being quiet about other stuff. No. Operation Wigmore. Operation Desmond. I know. Operation. <laughs> now, the Storybrooke map, which I'll have a screenshot in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 96. I was looking at street names on it and mm-hmm. area names and trying to recognize some things. I saw just a couple of interesting names Hunter's Grove, Nightingale Village, Gallant Road, uh, Harper's Point. We've heard of that referenced before, and a couple other things that here and there just interesting street names we'll have that screenshot in the show notes if you want to zoom in on that i also noticed an interesting prop what's that in regina's office there were dragonflies there was a picture with dragonflies on it yeah we've seen that before well i mean it was all everything in her office is black and white but Mm -hmm. it was clearly a picture of dragonflies so it just makes me think it's a nod to maleficent Hmm. yeah true good catch now, something else Neil said that gives a hint maybe toward their plan. Uh, he said this with Tamara, and this includes his lousy magic quote. This town's lousy with magic. Now you should go. If Neil suspects anything, it's going to make everything we have to do that much harder. Everything they have to do? What's well, he referring to? Yeah. They've got a plan. Greg, what are you talking about? He's referring to everything. Everything they have to do. Because Greg Greg is connected to... hmm. I feel a song coming on. (laughs) Neil is... Neil is connected. He's connected to Rumpelstiltskin. 
So he's if, connected to Henry, who's connected to Regina, and they don't want Regina to find out because and, he's trying to find the son. And, and don't want Rumpelstiltskin to find out either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so if that does make sense. If Neil is suspicious, then he might share that suspicion with someone else. And how did Tamara get Hook? How'd she get him? Oh, she just opened the closet and he was there. Well, the other thing... Yeah, I mean, it would you be everything. She, you think... You think that she got him out of the closet? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because when somebody said that they found that Hook wasn't in the closet anymore. Neil said that Tamara went to get her things, and when she did, Hook was gone. Oh. He didn't say she said Hook was gone. He just said Hook wasn't there. We we talked about this a little bit in our initial reactions. I bet she took him then. Yeah. She probably found him. Hey, you're realized, a pirate. Hey, I can use you for What's your name? Thing. Hook. Well, how'd you come with me? <laughs> <laughs> you seem piratey. That can only be from a magical place. So clearly you're connected to these people. So we're just, you're going to have to come with me. Because yeah. and... I collect magical beings. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So then Mary Margaret and David take Emma to the bean field and show her that they're raising these beans. And Mary Margaret seems to think that, well, she even said that if they restore the Enchanted Forest, that might be the best way for her to mend her heart. Well, it's because restoring a magical kingdom is good. So yeah. she wants to she wants to cover evil with good. I can also infer part of the story here. It looks to me like they wanted to surprise Emma with the beans. And so they took her on a surprise hat shopping trip. (laughs) And Mary Margaret and Emma found hats that they just loved. And they felt sort of European. And then they took her on the way back. And she was like, why are we headed on this road? And then they they showed her the beans. That's what I felt when I saw them in their nice little hats. (laughs) That area. They did have nice hats. (laughs) That area where they're raising the beans is very close to the edge of the town line. In fact, I think it's the same road. There and looking at the Storybrook map, this confirms this. There are multiple roads into Storybrook and obviously out of it. I think this is the same road that we saw Mr. Gold, Emma, and Henry driving on when they left Storybrook mm. for um, the airport. I think it's also the same road that Tamara and Greg brought the package in on in the dark. Maybe. I really hope that Tamara Tamara doesn't get a hold of any sort of portal maker. Yeah, that, that would be, be awful. Terrible. Yeah, she may not. If if that's true that these are the same locations, then when she opens up the trailer and Hook is there, she's right next to the bean field and doesn't realize it. Hmm. If if I'm correct about these actually being the same locations, I think they're the same filming locations. Whether they are implying that these are the same locations, I don't know. But they're exactly the. Um, foliage around there is all similar and the look and the road and all of that very similar mm-hmm. when um, when Regina turned Belle into Lacey it, it was just like um, David being turned into well storybook David yeah. with the windmill but the name Lacey, we got this feedback from a couple of our listeners. Someone said it in the live chat room during our initial reactions. And also Cheshire in Wonderland emailed <laughs> in saying Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y, could be an obfuscation of Lacey 
L-A-C-I-E, which is an anagram of Alice. Aha! Oh my goodness. And she went to the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. The bar, she keeps hanging out in the rabbit hole. Speaking of that bar. uh, Hold on. Let me finish this this message. Cheshire in Wonderland also pointed out, Lacey may be connected to Lacey, Tilly, Elsie, three girls in the Dormouse's story from Alice in Wonderland in the chapter, A Mad Tea Party. Mm -hmm. Tilly and Elsie were two real girls that were the sisters of the real Alice, Alice Little. That's from Cheshire in Wonderland. Hello. Speaking of this bar, the barkeeper reminded me of LeFou. Who? LeFou from um, the animated version of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he bit. was Gaston's little sidekick. Yeah. But the thing about that is he would have recognized her if it was LeFou because he's from her story. So it can't be yeah. LeFou. Now, the the bar there and the rabbit hole, I mistakenly said in the initial reactions that I hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd seen signs of it before it seen the sign sure. that said the rabbit hole. But... Um, I know in our chat room, then someone had said, no, we saw it in Skin Deep. That's where Girls Night was. That's but I was, I was thinking, thinking, no. But now I did go back and mm-hmm. looked, and it is, you do actually see the bar in one shot from Skin Deep. It shows across to the bar, and it's the exact right. same bar, mm-hmm. same tables, same decorations. Yeah, yeah. So We've seen the rabbit hole before. Yeah. I remember we've commented on it Skin before. Deep. Yeah, but back yeah. then, I don't think we knew the name. No, we did. Because um, I remember pointing it out. The rabbit hole. And we were like, oh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, we'd seen signs. Yeah, we saw the signs, but we've never seen inside. Yeah. And also, previously, there was a deleted scene of David and Archie talking um, over a meal in there. Oh. So, why does the bartender sound like he's known Lacey for a long time? Because he couldn't have. I'm thinking that Lacey came in, obviously got some drinks from the bar, hung out at the bar for a little bit, got to know him just a little right. bit, a few minutes. And then discovered, oh, you have a pool table. I'm going to go play pool. Oh, well, you know what? He would remember, wouldn't he remember her from his fake memories? No, because he doesn't have fake memories. Well. Yeah, he would. He doesn't, though. He would. Well, even if he did, he wouldn't know Lacey because Lacey has been locked up. Right. Yes, but his fake memory self would Uh, because she was supposed hmm. to be Lacey and he was given those memories. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's an insignificant character, so I don't know if we want to read that much into what he remembers. He may be insignificant. Lacey was hustling John Clark. I have my own feelings about that. (laughs) But, um... Poor Sneezy. He has no idea. (laughs) Well, we've joked about this before, that maybe the way for both Sneezy and Belle to get their memories back is if they fall in love with each other and kiss each other. And here, they're playing pool together. (gasps) And obviously, she's flirting with him, but she's flirting with everybody pretty much well yeah she's a Except David, hustler she, she wants people to come over to her table and be like hey you come play pool with me and i'll take all your money <laughs> yep that's exactly what she wants to do i i thought it was really odd that regina is being all mayor like again i thought that same thing yeah. why the town does not need a mayor anymore what is she planning i think she wants to be in power again like why is she why is she going through paperwork? Yeah, it's I not, was thinking that same yeah. thing. What kind of paperwork does she have to go through? <laughs> is she still gonna like enforce rules in her town and say, "Look, this is still Storybrooke, and here people have mayors, and I'm the mayor"? 
Maybe I, she's going to do it that way. Maybe she's going to play by our rules for a little bit. Well, why aren't people that. still trying to hurt her? There know. are a lot of angry people in that town. I just mm-hmm. I don't understand how she just walks around and does whatever, and now she's acting like the mayor again. Because she's powerful, and everybody's scared yeah, of her. It's just not making sense to me. She's really powerful. She's yeah. really powerful. She introduced herself to <laughs> she introduced herself to Belle as the mayor, and then she was also in her office being all mayor like. Yeah, and I think it's possible she'll stay I think she's if in everybody denial. else goes. Maybe. And she'll just be mayor, and she'll rule all, over all the regular people who find their way into Storybook. Regina and Mr. Gold both pretty much confirmed that True Love's kiss would break the curse mm-hmm. on Belle. But good luck getting that, yeah. basically. Yeah. Because she's got to feel it, too. Mm-hmm. I, I like that Granny suspected something a little <laughs> bit from Leroy when yeah. he said, just doing some landscaping. That was a great, great look. <laughs> she's totally suspicious so when gold came to david to ask for his advice this is the second time he's been getting dating advice from david Mm. and let's look back on some things remember the agreement that david and mr gold had that mr gold would not interfere in david's life or david's actually i thought i thought it was reversed well, it, it was, was both. Mutual. Yeah, it was mutual. Oh, okay. First, Mr. Gold said, um, you don't interfere with my dealings. And David said, well, only if you don't interfere in ours. And Mr. Gold hesitated a little and made that agreement. So he's got that. Now he says that he's going to owe David a favor. Yeah, for the first time ever. Yeah, which that is a big deal for Mr. Gold to owe someone else a favor, let alone David. That's going to be brought up yeah i, I would yeah. hope we get to see that i mean now we're talking about a favor again with mr gold but i but hope we see is, that this season he's pretty cunning so maybe he's maybe an unspoken part of the deal with words twisted and everything was if you help me accomplish this then you can have my favor hmm. you can have a favor for me like maybe maybe he'll like twist his words because he's so good at that yeah. It didn't work your way, so I'm not going to owe you a favor. Because mm-hmm. it didn't work. He had to be his bad self well, in yeah. order to win her. <laughs> and, and we'll get more into that in a moment. His when, bad self. His bad self. When then uh, <laughs> David and Mr. Gold went back to the rabbit hole, the former sheriff of Nottingham, or the credits I read said Keith. But I can't remember ever hearing his name, Keith. I don't said. think we heard his name. But uh, Keith, besides, if we say Keith now, they'll decide that it's pronounced Keith it's <laughs> next week or something. <laughs> well, he said that uh, he's had his eyes on Bell for a long time, which is it's true. Yeah, it, the first time I saw that, I thought, "What? Like you've been watching her all this night while she's been at the bar?" And then I realized, Jenny, make the connection. Oh yeah. Well, he wanted her. He wanted Rumpelstiltskin's winch (laughs) (laughs) for 20 minutes. Ew. (laughs) Back in Enchanted Forest. So he's got his memories back. He knows who she is, but she doesn't know who he is. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. And that's okay with him. (laughs) Mm. Such a louse. (laughs) He's just a louse. I I love the Don Juan 
reference. Don Juan was quite a seductive person used in a lot of stories and a lot of versions of his story uh, you can find throughout a couple centuries. But my only familiarity with Don Juan is the Costello version, <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Well, I just thought I'd put it in there. That's good enough. Add that to okay. a list of Don Juan Don iterations. Juan. But he apparently made some deal with Rumpelstiltskin in order to get his magical, seductive powers. I don't think that's a story we'll see. Just like we never, probably will never hear the thing about turning a butcher into a pig. That was referenced the last time mm-hmm. that Gold got dating advice from David. It's, I think it's just a cute little reference that's made for us. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's so cool. When, uh, when Emma and Regina are talking, I get the impression that Emma has decided that she does want to go back to Enchanted Forest. Well, I liked that she was sitting there reading the book. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you, if <laughs> after things calm down a little bit, you find out, hey, this is actually my history. life history, you might sit down and read it. So I thought that was a good touch. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I I don't know if she wants to. I think that she thinks her family is planning to go and yeah. she wants to be with her family. Yeah. Yeah. She was hinting at it. And even inviting Neil a little bit. Or suggesting it to Neil later on. Mm. So I th- here's here's a finale prediction. And I do not know what's actually going to happen. So this isn't based on any spoilers. We know the beans are growing. And these are supposed to be magic beans that are or supposed to make portals. <laughs> yeah, we don't know where that's going to go with uh, what Regina discovered. But I'm wondering if they're going to use a bean to take them to Enchanted Forest. It's going to be Snow, Charming, Emma, David, Neil, maybe even Rumpelstiltskin. And maybe Regina will like tag along at last minute, jump in after them or something. But it's not going to take them to Enchanted Forest. Maybe because they don't have the compass. Maybe because the beans didn't grow quite right. Maybe it's going to take them somewhere else entirely. Like the giant's place? Uh, yeah, Giant's Place or A Different World We Haven't Seen or Wonderland. I, Jefferson said there are infinite worlds all touching each other, and many of them have magic. And some of them don't have magic but need it. So there are a bunch of other worlds that we saw tie doors to in Jefferson's hat that we've never gone to those worlds. Yeah. Maybe Emma and family will get thrown into one of those worlds when they're trying to go back to Enchanted Forest. That's my idea. And I could change that. I <laughs> We've got three episodes be. left. I hope that it's more definitive than that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see another beginning of a season with people stuck in one world trying to get to another. So I hope that wherever they go, if they go, if they use the beans for something, that they do it with purpose. And just remember, they're making a home, not a cage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It it does surprise me a little bit that Snow seems willing to go, but yeah, it's because of what's happened with her and her darkening heart. I'm pretty relieved because I didn't want to see this 
whole thing where it's like, we have fought monsters. We've crossed worlds. We've been stuck in time for 28 years. We're back together. But now we're going to fight over where we live. (laughs) I didn't want it to go that way. And it's not. So I like it. Mm. Now, when Lacey and Mr. Gold were at Granny's having their little date, Lacey describes what she's heard of Mr. Gold. And now seeing this whole episode... Coming back to the way that she describes it, I have a new perspective on it. She's kind <laughs> yeah. of like fishing, like, are you really this guy? Listen to what she said. My reputation. <laughs> what is it you hear? Oh, just that you know, you're the most powerful man in town and you got that power from being ruthless. And that when people cross you, they get hurt. So she seems seduced by the idea of here's a powerful man a bad boy and and later when (laughs) rumple or mr gold is beating up on former sheriff nottingham or heath (laughs) bell is smiling a little bit opposite of bell oh yeah yeah pretty much opposite so many of the characters are opposites, their storybook selves opposite to their enchanted forest selves. She's going to ruin good Rumpelstiltskin. She's ruining him. Mm-hmm. She's just going to encourage him to become worse and worse and worse. And here's why it won't matter and, when and they then, kiss. She says, Belle may have loved you, but I'm not her. But... Yeah, but she'll fall in love with, you know, this new bad boy Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she'll be like, oh no, I have to undo all this bad that I've caused. <laughs> Maybe. Oh crap. She'll unless, be a no crap moment for her. Unless it's Lacey covering up Belle, falling in love with the dark one that's covering up Rumpelstiltskin. So it's not a true love. So mm-hmm. there's no power in any kiss that happens because it's not true love. Yeah. Aaron yeah. J mentioned that in the chat room too. Huh. She's She's more turned on by his bad boy powers and she enjoys seeing him beat up the guy and that that's not love but i think mr gold is picking up on that a little bit because when she asked a lot of it when she asked him you really are as dark as they say you are it looks like he had a a crisis moment a moment of decision to decide Mm -hmm. Do I want to try and be the good guy? Or it looks like she's actually attracted to the bad boy. So I think if I it, become the bad boy, she'll like I me. I don't think he, even, he necessarily knew that at that moment. He was just like, you know what? It's exactly what he said. There's no point in trying to be good anymore. Exactly. So. Nobody's, nobody's telling, nobody's encouraging him to be good anymore. Yeah. But he did have a definite decision moment that looks yeah. like he decided... I it I'm thinking he decided. I think that was just the what's the point back. moment. I agree. I okay. think it was just yeah, because she was the strongest at pushing him away from being evil, mm-hmm. and now she's not doing that. She's actually encouraging him to take an about phase, and boy, he did. Well, and then this creates a definite. Uh, stalemate or catch 22 or whatever the uh, euphemism or term would be for it not euphemism but uh, <laughs> colloquialism but i love neiman marcus sent in this email saying <laughs> i predict that in the future mr gold would be conflicted between being good in order to win back his son or being bad in order to win back the love of his life hmm. well it seems like he's already kind of 
failed with his son. Yeah. His son doesn't... Does his son well, love him anymore? Um, yeah, because they kind of had a little bit of a making up moment. Yeah. I think maybe that was resolved. Daughter. So maybe he's like, all right, goal accomplished. Now I just need the love of my life. <laughs> so we can't have both. It doesn't seem like he can have both because now Belle, a.k.a. Lacey, is asking him to be bad. He mm-hmm. can if he, they'd stop leaving people by themselves. That's kind of the overall moral of the story. Stop leaving people vulnerable and by themselves. You have let Regina water oh. the town. Stop <laughs> leaving people alone. Yeah. Oh, Regina. Or do something to her. He clearly can. She's afraid of him. Somebody do something. I don't know. <laughs> that would be an epic battle. <laughs> well, then. Suppose Regina so. versus Rumble Silson. But he could totally win. I mean, she's powerful, but he's the dark one. She clearly knows he can win. Maybe he'll have to incite help from the Blue Fairy in order to conquer Regina. Claudia sent in an idea related to this and what direction Mr. Gold might ultimately be going with his magic. Hey, Wins Podcast. This is Claudia. And I had a little theory that I thought of while listening to the latest episode. So you were talking about the Rumpelstiltskin prophecy given to him by the seer, and I completely agree with the idea that Rumpel's downfall would be him giving up his dark powers to Tamara. And then I thought, what if Tamara threatened Henry's life in any way? Suppose she kidnapped Henry and held him for ransom, and then Rumpelstiltskin would have to give up his dark one powers to her to save Henry. Again, that would bring back the conflict for him between love and power, and by saving Henry, Rumpel would be able to win Balefire back as he finally chose love over power. And then Henry, and in that way, Henry would lead Rumpel to his son and to his downfall. Just a little theory. Great job with the podcast, guys. I could see that maybe happening. That he willingly gives up his powers to Tamara in order to save Henry. And that's I mean, that does tie it in. That is... A description because the whole thing about Henry being his undoing, well, that could be interpreted so many ways. And what uh, Claudia just said could be one interpretation of Henry being Mr. Gold or Rumpelstiltskin's undoing. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what that means or if it's happened yet. Rumpelstiltskin's undoing. Mm-hmm. Is there still a small boy that we have yet to see? I don't think so. <gasps> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, we've Ooh, talked we about wouldn't that. see that coming. We've talked about that before, and I know that our friends... Uh, I mean, like, at, it hasn't happened yet. Right. Our friends over at the Once Upon a Time fan podcast, uh, Colleen Roney, has that belief that the young boy is August. And, well, Neil did say that August and Henry are hitting it off as good friends. Yeah. Playing together. Yeah. I really like that theory because technically, if if August... Ooh, this would be so complicated. I want to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see August be the young boy that led Rumpelstiltskin to Balefire. Because, I mean, he kind of orchestrated this whole thing. Yeah. Especially if he's the one that helped Rumpelstiltskin. I can't say his name. Rumple <laughs> to, you know, Henry, which brought Emma and yada, yada, yada. It almost gets too complicated. Yeah. Oh, it really... would be awesome. It would be so nice since everything is so uncomplicated. 
right now. <laughs> well, and I think they might continue that. And they, they're they pointing everything to Henry being it. So I think what they're going to surprise us with... Well, they with, are pointing, but maybe yeah, they're throwing us off. I, I think they'll surprise us with what undoing is. I just don't want it, another thing to be obvious. Oh. Because every theory that I've said, oh, that would be such a coincidence, or that would just be too easy, it's happened that way. So it would be lovely to see something well, complicated happen. I don't think that it's supposed to be a mystery, though. The resolution and what it fully means is the mystery, not yeah. who it is or why it is. Because yeah. he was reunited with his son, and he was led there by Henry. But he wasn't. Presumably. Okay. He wasn't led and there let's by Henry. also not forget, everyone who listens to this podcast is an above average viewer to Once Upon a Time. I mean, everybody who listens to this is smart. So That's everybody pat yourselves on the back. Yeah. Every, everybody. Uh, everybody pat yourself on the right, back right, right now. now. There's okay. simultaneous patting on the back. <laughs> we all just did. All over the Depending world. Depending on delays, you know. Thousands of people spontaneously pat their back. It'll be on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> Causing wrecks and carnage. And if your friends want to be smart about Once Upon a Time, uh, get them to listen to the podcast too. <laughs> so tomorrow brought hook to storybrooke because he's gonna do her dirty work sorry i just saw in the chat room flash mob padding what kind of dirty work do you think hook will need to do i don't know you know we'll find out dirty kind Um, everything he does is dirty anyway so who cares he's really angry because he's failed twice to kill rubble stiltskin we we received this email and I can't find it, but uh, a theory and connection with the theory of my own is that if Tamara has some way of removing magic from Storybrook, like a giant taser, that she oh, removes m- magic from Storybrook, then Hook is there to kill Rumpelstiltskin. Mm, and maybe, <laughs> ooh, if I see a taser big enough to suck the magic out of Storybrook, it will be my last podcast. That's initially what she'll I thought was in her, the truck. She'll just drop her taser into the well. That's what she'll do. <laughs> I do think that does make me think since since she has gotten Hook that she is after Rumpelstiltskin's power. Mm-hmm. It seems obvious to me that she would be after Rumpelstiltskin. Now, How would she know about him though? I don't know, but here's maybe one suggestion. This came in from Aisha, and thank you so much, Aisha, for sending a pronunciation key with your name. (laughs) I love it when people have odd names and they send pronunciation keys. (laughs) I mean, not odd names, but, you know, not like Bob, Steve, John, or something like that. Um, Aisha said, first of all, thank you, Daniel, Jenny, and Jeremy for doing this podcast. It makes us think very deeply about the plots, characters, and themes of the show. I enjoy tuning in to you guys. I think that someone with magic has wronged Tamara at a, on a very personal level. Mm. That's the only reason that makes sense to me for her to go through great lengths of acquiring the potion from the dragon to staging and going through with an engagement with Neil. Hmm. That's a great theory. That's yeah. a really good theory. Somewhere we've got to figure out what's motivating her. Where did she get this idea of going after magic? How did she learn about magic? How is she finding out about magic and all of this? Yeah. And she's got a backstory. I want to see it and know what is motivating her. One last piece of feedback uh, that came in regarding Neil, a suggestion from Kyle about maybe how Neil could be connected to Hook and Neverland and got back to Earth. 
Hi guys, um, my theory is that maybe Neil Fire was a captive on Captain Hook's ship and he was rescued by Peter Pan. And then Peter Pan took him back with the Darling Children back to our world and that's how he ended up with us after 200 and something years and that's how eventually he found his way to Portland and eventually met Emma. Hmm, I like that theory. I like it a lot. I could see that happening. Like maybe that coincides with when Hook came from Neverland to Enchanted Forest in order to look for the dagger. Mm. And when he got tied into you know, the evil queen, I mean, to uh, uh, the Queen of Hearts and all of that in that episode. So it's great theory. Um, yeah, I wonder if we'll ever see the darling children. I wonder maybe. if we'll see the darling family. I, I feel strongly that I'm going to have to drink coffee. I, I am now on the side of believing that Neil went to Neverland. I can't understand how it might have happened. I know there have been several mm-hmm. uh, explanations, but I think I'm still going to get to drink coffee with creamer. I don't think Neil is Peter Pan. Very we'll at least make it that. real cream, not like <laughs> fakey creamer. Oh, we'll fakey see. Fakey creamer. <laughs> Stick around after the music if you want to hear some spoilers from Hunter about the upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. So, Mm -hmm. listeners, thank you so much for sending in all this great feedback. We really appreciate it. And keep our feedback information for the next episode of Once Upon a Time, because we are now finished talking about Lacey in the podcast. But this is where you can join our forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums and participate there. Keep going with the conversation. Share your thoughts and theories and observations there in the forums, and a lot of other people will love to discuss it with you there. You can also comment on what we've mentioned in this episode of the podcast by going to oncepodcast.com slash 96 and let us know what you thought of this or if you agree or disagree with some of the things that we mentioned here. But our feedback information for the next episode of Once Upon a Time is email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to oncepodcast.com on your iOS device or computer and send a voice message right from the website. Now, when you send an email, please put the episode title that you see on TV. Put that episode title in the subject line for the email. You can add more to it than that, but just make sure that's in there because that really helps us with filtering and Slurpees 108 is helping with sorting our feedback email, and we really appreciate that. We've got a great team of people helping keep One's podcast going and moderated. Like Alias Scape is moderating the, the chat room for us. Rumpel's Girl and uh, Matt are helping moderate the forums. Um, Corbin and Winnie are helping doing show notes. Aaron J also does show notes on Sunday night. Uh, Slurpees108 is helping with our uh, feedback, sorting that. And Jacob is helping with screenshots and everybody is doing an amazing job at helping work with all of this stuff. And we've got some other volunteer help guest posts on the blog, like from Melissa and uh, Slurpees has also posted and some others have posted there. So thank you so much, everybody, for helping keep this community going. And we hope to see you even more active in the community as well. And one way that you can do that is follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at once podcast or you can follow each of us. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Roman Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. 
Get the show notes for this episode and screenshots and everything at oncepodcast.com slash 96. And please leave some nice ratings and especially written reviews for us at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. So until next time, remember, you try to steal from us, you get skinned alive. Everybody knows that. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, either a one-time donation or a continual, uh, continuing monthly donation, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor, and we'd be really grateful for your support. Enough lollygagging. Back to it. Hi, Oncers. Hunter Hathaway here with this week's spoilers for Once Podcast. Season 2, Episode 20, The Evil Queen is directed by Gwyneth Horder Payton and written by Jane Empsonson and Christine Boylan. Hook is back and he's tied up again. He's being held captive by Greg and Tamara, but somehow he gets out. Regina wants to take Henry and go back to fairytale land. With Hook's help, she attempts to put a plan into motion to make that happen by using a failsafe that she planned in the original curse. If triggered, it could wipe Storybrooke off the map and kill everyone. Emma's suspicions about Tamara grows. In past fairy tale time, the evil queen asks Rumpelstiltskin to transform her into an unrecognizable peasant in order to kill Snow White. Her goal is to earn the love and respect of her subjects. And guess who's back? Maleficent will be back in some form this episode. In an interview with Kitsis and Horowitz, I found out some more about what is to come in the final episodes. Just what and Greg and Tamara up to? It will be revealed who they work for, if they work for anyone at all, and their agenda. There will be an Emma and Regina game changer. Their relationship will change and move to a new place. There will be a new character, but one will be talked about in the final episode, but we will not meet them till season three. Previously, I found a casting post for Peter Pan and some Lost Boys. Maybe it's them. In another interview, there were some yes-no questions, and this is what I got from it. Emma's magic will come into play, but no d- new details on to what exactly it is. We will see Kurt Flynn, Greg's father again. Emma will confront Neil about her feelings for him. Next season, we will learn about how August knew Neil was Bay, And also next season, we'll find out about Henry's adoption. Megan Arroy is not going anywhere. Pilot she got is currently filming in Vancouver, so it's easier for her to work on both shows. Now, for all you Hook the Movie fans, Rufio is being tossed around the writer's room, but no word on if he will be a part of the show. Now, remember the graphic novel I talked about? Well, it now has a title, Shadow of the Queen. Emily Shaw, the Marvel editor working on the book, says, We will get to witness some important events from the Huntsman's past, events that defined him as a character and explore a new side to his relationship with the Evil Queen. Cover art is now available, and I send it over to Daniel. Hopefully, you'll make it into the show notes. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening, and don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. Enjoy the episode! <laughs>